Thank you for accepting this invitation and welcome to our Bible study for August 5th, 2020. Now, I began this podcast over 20 weeks ago to help all of my family at St. Paul's Lutheran Church have one more weekly resource to help them stay engaged in God's Word. I have been humbled that others also begin listening to this podcast on a weekly basis. I trust that whenever God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. So please feel free to share this with your family and friends. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for allowing us mere humans to bear your name and your image. Lord, we would ask that your Holy Spirit would soften our hearts and allow our actions to show that we are your children. Lord, we would ask you to continue blessing everyone in your world that has been affected by this coronavirus pandemic. Lord, we especially ask today for your peace and blessings and healing for all those affected by the devastating blast that occurred in Beirut. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. How we interpret words that were written to audiences between 2,000 and 3,000 years ago has a direct bearing on how we interpret passages of Scripture. Our focus today will be on bearing God's name. Have you ever wondered what the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, has to do with your Christian life? You're not alone. Some people believe we should cast off the Old Testament now that we have the New Testament. I truly believe that would be a tragedy because the themes that have roots in the Old Testament would be meaningless to us without their original content. Quite often when our kids were growing up, if they were going on a trip or were going to spend the night out with a friend, I would leave them with a parting thought. I would look at them and say, remember who you are. Recently, I've used that same admonition with our three grandchildren. I'll be honest, originally I did not intend it in a biblical way. Originally, I meant basically don't do anything to embarrass your parents and cast a cloud over your family name. But now when I say that to our grandchildren, they understand, and my intent is, that statement is to mean that they are representing Jesus wherever they are and whatever they are doing. I know I've mentioned before that I love listening to faith-based podcasts, especially those that are done by the folks at Bible Project. Usually it's just Tim Mackey and John Collins on the podcast, but one I listened to yesterday included a Bible scholar named Dr. Carmen Imes, and that's I-M-E-S. She did five years of research to develop her dissertation that was based on one sentence in the Bible. I know I've mentioned before how important cultural and historical context is when interpreting Scripture in the definition and translation of Hebrew to English as well as Greek to English also has a great bearing on the way we understand 
and ultimately interpret scripture. In full disclosure, much of what I'm going to talk about in this Bible study pertains to what I learned from Dr. Carmen Imes. I am by no means a biblical scholar, but I do love Jesus and I do love the Bible. And one thing that our pastor Metz has always held as an important belief is to make sure we don't misrepresent or misinterpret scripture. Let me introduce you to Dr. Imes and hear some of her credentials. She got her BA in Bible theology and minored in New Testament Greek at Multnomah University in Portland, Oregon. She received her master's in biblical studies and graduated summa cum laude from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. She received her PhD in biblical theology, Old Testament, from Wheaton College. She is currently associate professor of Old Testament at Prairie College near Calgary, which is in the province of Alberta, Canada. She argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain. Instead, she says that this command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the rest of Scripture. Dr. Imes wrote a book based on her dissertation titled Bearing God's Name, Why Sinai Still Matters. As an interesting side note, Dr. Imes and Tim Mackey with Bible Project met each other at Multnomah University and became friends while studying there. She trusted and admired Bible Project videos so much she had her publisher insert QR codes into her book in strategic places that link directly to Bible Project theme videos. Well, let's dive in here and look at the second commandment that was given to Moses for the people of Israel at Mount Sinai. This is found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, or ESV. Here is a reading. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, I'm not sure what this sentence means to you, but for all of my life up until yesterday, when I listened to the podcast, I took it to mean, don't use the Lord's name in vain when you're speaking, as a, like an oath or cussing, uh, or including the Lord's name in something derogatory. As I mentioned earlier, bearing God's name is considered, considered by Dr. Imes to be a theme that continues throughout the rest of Scripture. I don't have enough time in today's podcast to fully develop that theme, but I'll try and post a link to the podcast that I listen to so you can hear for yourself as she develops this theology. Let's dig a little deeper into the original meaning of two Hebrew, Hebrew words in this passage. The first word is take. The Hebrew word is nasah, which means to carry, lift up, raise, to raise high, to exalt, or a host of other similar meanings. 
That word with those meanings is used 647 times in the Bible. The next word I'd like to study the meaning of is the word vain, V-A-I-N. The Hebrew word, which is shav, which means worthless, inconsequential, unrestrained, false. So I guess if you boil it down to modern day terminology, it would sound something like this. Don't let your worthless, inconsequential, unrestrained, false actions be the response to who your God is. When I learned this, it really gave me new meaning to the cliche, actions speak louder than words. Wow, actually, it was a mind-blowing moment for me. For another example of the Hebrew word, Nassah, let's look at Exodus chapter 28, verse 29. And here is the reading. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of judgment on his heart when he goes into the holy place to bring them to regular remembrance before the Lord. These are instructions that Moses is receiving from God regarding Aaron's priestly garments. The word bear is from the same Hebrew word, nasah, and has the same meaning as the word take in the second commandment. This also gives new meaning to the Ten Commandments. I would imagine some feel that the Ten Commandments are nothing more than universal moral prohibitions. Think about the timing of the Ten Commandments. They didn't come at the beginning of Exodus prior to Moses through God's help parting the Red Sea. Think about it this way. Just envision Moses standing on the edge of the Red Sea, wearing a hard hat and holding a clipboard with the Ten Commandments on it and making every one of the Israelites check all ten boxes before they were allowed to cross. If that was the case, none of them would have crossed safely. So the Ten Commandments actually came as a gift of grace from God and were meant to show his people how to live in response to God's love for them. The Ten Commandments were given to God's chosen people, the Israelites, as a gift. As God's children, we are extended the same grace as the Israelites, and we also bear God's name. God's law was not and is not meant to earn salvation, but instead meant to shape the way we live as a grateful response to our salvation. Through our words as well as deeds, we show others whether we are thankful for or disregard the fact that we do bear God's name. In closing, I would say I have a whole new meaning in the saying, remember who you are. We are called to carry the name of God wherever we go. Jesus taught us to pray, hallowed be your name, which is our way of expressing our desire that God's character would be honored through the lives of us and others. What does Jesus mean when he says, hallowed be your name? It's not a vague hope. It's a reminder and commitment to bear God's name well. Let us pray. 
Lord, we ask that you allow us to notice the small words that have great impact in your Holy Bible and understand that they and understand their original meaning. Thank you for your word and help each and every one of us to be ever mindful of our church's vision statement, learning, loving, living God's word. Amen. I'm going to wrap up today's study with the entire priestly blessing at the end of chapter 6 in the book of Numbers. And here is the reading. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Go in peace and serve the Lord.